Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Over 5 million people play football in the USA and here to bring it to you in the raw, uncut, unadulterated is the undisputed number one sports show in Atlanta and abroad. 100 yards of football live from headquarters it's more than a game more than a show it's where football blends culture economics and society tap in tune in and lock in to 100 yards of football now our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline. Where the game starts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio. I'm your host today, Logan Landers, and today we're going to be talking about the 2022 NFL Draft Recap, talking about the brand new Washington Commanders. But I can't do it by myself. I'm going to bring on my special guest today, Mr. Lennon Chris. How are you doing today, Lennon? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I, I can't complain. It's a little bit rainy outside right now, but we are talking some football as we do each and every single week. And it is a pleasure to have you on, my man. So let's get it going. Like I said, before we get started, if you enjoyed the video, like, comment, share, and subscribe each and every single week. Some amazing football content. But let's go. Washington Commanders 2022 draft recap. Lynn, round one, pick number 16. They got Jahan Dotson, wide receiver out of Penn State. What were your thoughts on this selection? I thought it was a good wide receiver three selection because uh, – it's going to be good to see because, you know, Washington, they like to run a three wide receiver offense. So, so to have a, a group with Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Damani or Diami, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, Diami Brown, along with Jahan Dotson, I feel like. It'll be a good way just in case, like, maybe, like, McLaurin misses, like, three games. Right. And then, you know, you're left with – you're still left with the three-receiver offense that you can, you know, run efficiently. And along with the upgrade at quarterback with Carson Wentz, I feel yeah. like they've got more of a – more of a intelligent throw, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it, it really does. And, and Dotson had a very good year last year, close to 100 catches, over 1,200 yards, um, over 10 touchdowns as well. So he's definitely going to slide right into that commander's offense real nice. I love the first pick they got. But up next, we're going to go with Alabama roll tide with Federian Mathis, the defensive lineman, round two, pick number 47. What are your thoughts on this Alabama alumna? Well, I felt like, uh, you know, second through fourth rounds, they needed to work on depth. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 
defensive tackle and defensive line is a big question for them because I know they have Jonathan Mathis and or not Jonathan Mathis, I'm sorry. Jonathan Allen and you know Chase Young on that defensive line to help out. But adding someone from that Alabama or defense that has helped them throughout the years reach those playoffs and national title games would be a great addition. Um, what did I have on here? Um, and I feel like Mathis also answers another big question that Washington has, which is a run defense. Because, they, as you know, they were pretty much – near dead last than like the run def- run per yards allowed. So I feel like at least being able to close up a few more gaps is going to be essential for the, uh, the commanders. Yeah. And I like, I like the pick here getting Mathis. Um, of course, at Alabama, he had to wait his turn a little bit uh, with that stacked defensive line they've had really since his entire tenure there. Um, but overall, like I said, 2021, he got nine sacks, 10 and a half tackles for loss, became a team captain on defense so he really showed out in somewhat of a limited time but overall like i say he's gonna be great in the run defense it was a good pick in the second round overall no third round pick but we're gonna go back to alabama back down south round four pick number 113 overall brian robinson jr the running back so what do you think about this and how does this help out the commander's offense i honestly do like this pick i feel like it's one of my favorites that the commanders had because it kind of lightens the workload of Antonio Gibson, who missed, if I'm not mistaken, he missed, I want to say, seven to eight games mm-hmm. last season. And um, and while while uh, Robinson did have to deal with the last couple of years having to be patient behind running backs such as like Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, and Damian Harris, I feel like he's also learned a good amount from those running backs where he can be, I'm not going to say like he's going to be an RB1 like right off the gate, but I could see like towards the end of this season, maybe to start next year, Washington relying more on him and maybe going, well, maybe we can see what we could get in draft value for or trade value for Gibson. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is definitely a selection here. Round four, uh, you know, we're definitely seeing running backs go a little bit later in the draft now. They're not as vital as they've been in, you know, 10, 20 years ago. But I think this is a solid pickup here. I mean, Robinson, once again, with Alabama, we would all know how they've been in recent years with their offense on top, their defense looking good, too. Um, like you said, we had the split time with a lot of really good running backs who are still in the league, um, like you mentioned, Najee Harris, Damian Harris. Uh, so now that he is going to go, he had, like I said, Close to 1,400 yards last year, 16 total touchdowns as well. First team All-SEC last season. So now, like I say, you can go with the commanders, going to be in that backup role, that split back role um, with Gibson. I think that's going to be a nice two-headed monster if they are able to get that going real quick, if they can really kind of figure out some schemes to put Robinson in. Like you said, over the next couple of years, who knows, he could evaluate himself into that running back one situation, and Gibson might be out there. You never know. But overall, like I said, good picks so far with round four. No fifth round pick, but we're going to go to round six now. Percy Butler, the safety out of Louisiana, rocking the Raging Cajuns, round six, pick 189. What were your thoughts on this selection? How is this going to help out the D-backs in their secondary? I feel like this is kind of like with uh, with Mathis mm-hmm. at D-tackle. I feel like safety is basically one of the needs they have 
or well, one of the needs that they well, yeah, yeah, one of the needs they have. Yeah, I said that right. Um, because they have Bobby McCain, which is a pretty good safety. He's, he's underrated in most aspects, but I feel like other than that, there's not really that much talent wrapped around a safety position. And also, he could be moved over to special teams when needed, you know, because, like, I think they were, like, middle of the league on kickoff returns and stuff. And to have a speedy safety that can that can hit well and also return punts and kicks, I feel like would be essential. Yeah, I think this is a good backup piece here. Someone who you mentioned could really help out on special teams uh, day one, game one. Uh, so, I mean, not not bad for a six-round pick overall. So, we're going to go round seven, the quarterback dilemma, which we all know there's only one quarterback taken in the first round. Um, first time in a long time that's happened. But we're going to talk about one of the more talked about quarterbacks now. Went Dropped all the way to round seven, picked 230 overall out of North Carolina, Mr. Sam Howell. So, you mentioned they got Carson Wentz this offseason. So, how is uh, Sam Howell going to slide into that backup role? Uh, for the time being, could he potentially be the next star quarterback for the Commanders in a couple of seasons? What do you think? I uh, I, I honestly like this pick, especially with the roundos that um, I feel like he's more brought in as a de- developmental piece because Carson Wentz may be the temporary answer right now, but the real question is maybe a few years down the road because they still have t- Taylor Heineke on right. the team. That's true. So with a possible, like as of right now, a backup matchup between Heineke and Sam Howe that will probably, that will most likely see this preseason. I feel like that's going to be good. Uh, it'll be a good tone to set for the future because then you could look at, well, if Sam does well this preseason, we could start him next preseason instead of Heineke right. and then put him in the backup role and then maybe try to see if you could get a third or fourth round pick out of Heineke. Yeah. I mean, not a bad selection. And like you said, we, we all know he was super productive at North Carolina um, in his career, just three years there over 10,000 yards, close to a hundred touchdowns, only 23 career interceptions. And also is pretty active with his legs as well, over 800 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns. So he's very productive. And like you said, he's not going to be, we're not going to see him a lot, if any, this uh, upcoming season, except for the preseason. But he could potentially, him and Heineke, have that quarterback battle for the backup slot for the time being um, behind Carson Wentz. So we'll see how that can transpire over the next coming seasons. We're going to go round seven once again. The rest of these are round sevens. Pick 240, so 10 selections later. Nevada Wolfpack player Cole Turner, the tight end. What are your thoughts on this selection, Landon? Well, I felt like the tight end position really wasn't as stacked as, mm-hmm. like, let's say the wide receiver position and some guard positions. Right. Um, other than Trey McBride, there really wasn't anybody that really stuck out. I feel like it was more a depth position because Logan Thomas is still recovering from that 20 ACL in December. And I feel like uh, Cole Turner is more more of a catcher. He's kind of like Gronk is, mm-hmm. you know. He's not really focused on the blocking part. He's just more wanting to be utilize his size to get the catches that Washington needs. Yeah, and I mean, th- this is a guy who 
was a wide receiver, became a tight end. Um, he's only been there for two seasons, so he's still pretty much trying to learn uh, the tight end position, like you said, with more blocking schemes. But he is definitely a, a more vertical threat, definitely a red zone threat, too. I think that's where we're going to see him utilized more. Um, Washington was last in terms of red zone offense last year, so they definitely need to pick something up. And, I mean, plus Ron Rivera has said this is a very intriguing pick. They're excited um, that they, they were able to snag Turner this late in the draft. And we'll see how his development can go. But like I said, at Nevada, in just those two seasons um, as a as a tight end, 1,200 yards, 19 touchdowns. So he's definitely got some productivity in some sh- just a short amount of time. So we'll see how he can uh, get into the NFL, how many snaps he'll be able to get. And like I said, we won't see him every single down yet, but definitely he can be incorporated in some of the red zone sets, I think, and he could be a valuable asset. We're going to go back to the O-line, helping out Carson Wentz. Chris Paul, not the basketball player. We got the point guard. We're talking about offensive lineman Chris Paul, pick two forty, uh, round seven. What are your thoughts on this guy? I feel like this was the most versatile pick that they had because he, in his time at Tulsa, he spent time at both guard and tackle. Mm. So I feel like, you know, Washington has a very good offensive line, but last year they weren't able to stay healthy. So I feel like if maybe they need a tackle one week or they need a guard another week, he could be put in as a little, as from the backup role and be utilized in maybe like third down runs or fourth down passes, just to because he's not his footwork has been probably the most uh, questioned thing about it, mm-hmm. and I feel like you know he still has the strength that he can still at least stop the defender in the tracks early and just kind of get him disoriented long enough for Wentz to get a pass out. Yeah. And I mean, definitely as a, as a late round talent as round seven uh, pick through two thirty actually um, you're not going to expect him to produce day one. Um, definitely someone who's going to be a debt piece at the moment. But like you said, he, once he can develop a little bit more, hopefully he can get some more snaps on him. But he definitely has a good bit of potential. He's a smart guy. He's super talented. And just give him a couple of years maybe, and we'll see what he can do. But I don't expect much from him uh, game one in his career. So we'll see how he can develop. And then finally, the last selection for the Washington Commanders. Round seven, pick 240, the actual one. Uh, the graphics got a few of them up there. But uh, round seven, pick 240, for real this time, Christian Holmes, cornerback. Oklahoma State with the Cowboys. What were your thoughts on their final selection? Honestly, like when I was doing my research and my notes, mm-hmm. I really couldn't find much about this player, if I'm being honest. I mean, from what I've seen, you know, he had a good uh, showing at the Combine. He had a fourth, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was a four five forty. So he has the speed, but I feel like the cornerback – position at Washington is stacked as much as it can be. So I feel like he's going to be more utilized in like a practice squad role or maybe if they could try to find like a try to get like a seventh round pick back out of him for somebody who needs depth on their Mm -hmm. cornerback position. But other than that, I, I really don't see much from him this year. Yeah, I mean, this this is the final pick here. We know one of the later picks, of course, the last one for the draft. Um, but we're talking a little bit more about Holmes. Like I said, he's good. He's good with his hands. A very good tackler, high effort. Um, 
needs to work a little bit though with his just his balance and agility. Sometimes he can, sometimes he doesn't have the best speed, but he's quick off the ball. But if he can just kind of develop a little bit, like you said, he's going to be a little bit harder for him uh, to move up. Like you said, with that stacked cornerback room in Washington, so we'll see how he can do. Like I said, going to be uh, helping out the practice squad, perhaps um, at least early in his career. But who knows? He can definitely develop into a pretty solid player overall. Um, in the next coming season. It's just going to take a little bit of work and some uh, dedication. But we believe in you, Christian Holmes. You can do this. So let's do a quick recap here of all these. And then, Lynn, I'm going to ask for your final grade um, on this draft class. So round one, pick 16, we got Jahan Dotson. Round two, number 47, Fedarian Mathis. Round three, 98, we got Brian Robinson Jr. Round four, pick 113, Percy Butler. Round five, pick 144, Sam Howell. Round five, pick 149, Cole Turner. Round seven, pick 230, Chris Paul. And round seven, pick 240, Christian Holmes. So, Len and Chris, what is your final draft class grade for the Washington Commanders in 2022? This was difficult to think about, and it took me a minute to think about it. But I would honestly give them a B. A B because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, early rounds, they really kind of picked some underrated players, but Towards the end, I felt like they could have made a little bit better selections, but they just went with what was best available at the time. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think this is a B draft also. I like the early picks, the the Dotson, Mathis, and Junior, Robinson Jr. Those were three top-tier picks. We'll see how Butler can produce Howell. We'll see what he can do uh, in a couple of years. Tur- I like the Turner pick uh, later round. I think that was a good pickup there. And then as for Chris Paul and Christian Holmes, um, we'll see how they can do in their debt pieces overall. But not a bad draft for Washington. They got a lot of hype around them, a lot of players that are coming in. And we'll see how they can do this upcoming season overall. But what were your final thoughts, uh, Lynn, before we get out of here today? I feel I feel like the commanders – I feel like their GM is, like, is more thinking towards a future-based team rather than, well, what can we do to win right now? Because – the AFC, or sorry, I'm, my brain is not working right now. The NFC East, it's 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 probably the most balanced division that we have right now, because they're always competing for an NFC East title and a playoff spot. Pretty much every team has a chance right now, and I'd say to Washington, Washington's really improved, and I feel like they're going to be a team to look out for within the next two to three years. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we know how they've been in recent years. They had that really solid 2020 season uh, when they were in the wild card. They almost got it with Heineke, that memorable uh, game with the Bucks Last year, it took a little bit of a – they fell off a little bit. Chase Young didn't have the best year. But like you mentioned, the NFC East is one of the more even uh, divisions where you got the Cowboys, the Eagles, and then the Giants who have all improved this year. So we'll see how the Commanders can do. But like I said, not a bad draft class overall. And uh, best of luck to everyone on the screen here. Before we end our show today, we'd like to mention one more time, this show is presented by Bet Online. So if you have enjoyed this video or this episode of the podcast today, please like, comment, share, and subscribe. We go live each and every single week on Facebook and YouTube. Check out clips of our show at 100s Football on Instagram. Check out our brand new LinkedIn page as well at 100s Football. Another way you can interact with us and listen to the podcast as well. And, of course, our top-tier A-plus podcast, thanks to the Belief Podcast Network, Available anywhere list podcasts such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio, any major or minor stream platform, you can find us over there with amazing football content. 
draft previews, legends interviews, history history specials, anything and everything football related, you can find it on the show and on our channel at 100th Football. Like I said, I've been your host today, Logan Ayers, joined by my special guest, Mr. Lennon Chris. Thank you so much for putting on the show, sir. We are 100 Yards of Football, and we will see you again on another live episode in just a little bit. Stay tuned. What is your favorite moment from football history? What teams and players are you cheering on, and who will win it all? We want to hear from you, our listeners. Head over to 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, and leave us a comment. We might use your suggestion in an upcoming episode. Tune in daily to the podcast and watch our show live every week. We are 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio on the Believe Podcast Network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.